We have OG member, founding member, creating member, James back on with us today for the 100th episode. That's right. Thank you. Man. Thank you. How's it going, James? It's going good. It's going good. I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. Thank you guys for uh, asking me to come back for this. It's it's an honor. We were pumped that you're coming back. Joey felt threatened. Joey thought that um, if you came on, then uh, you may outperform him, and then um, he may That's the plan. (laughs) Well, I absolutely knew that was going to happen. I was just worried that he was going to park in the the driveway, and I wouldn't have a parking place, and he didn't, so we're all good. Uh, Ain't no fool. I'm not getting blocked in. (laughs) My bedtime's in one hour. (laughs) Well, we figured for episode 100, um, although the Jags haven't been great, we would do something fun, and and I'm sure, James, I'm sure you have a lot to say about the Jags. Maybe like pent up. There's a bit of anger. I can I was, only imagine. Time to get it out. I have about seven months worth. <laughs> I, think I, was, I think it's been about that long since I've been on an episode. All right. So um, go ahead. Give us give us it. I mean, I'm like everybody else. I don't have I don't think there's anything you need. We're frustrated, uh, confused, I think is what probably my major emotion, if, if I'm going to put it that way, to what's going on with the Jaguars right now in terms of uh, what's not going on in that all the rumors. I have to hand it to Joey. I was going to say, why are you confused? I have to hand it to Joey. I, I laid this out for you like two weeks he ago. He did. He said a couple weeks ago I, on our fantasy football thread, I was like, they're gone, they're gone. And he's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And I called him all the names in the book. And sure enough, uh, you know, he got it right. I'm it, even kind of baffled. So far. I'm even kind of baffled that I got it right because it still is, like, is it really happening? Like, do you believe that that is what's happening? I was talking to my father-in-law on, uh, yes. Christmas was yesterday. Okay. Yes. I, I'm, yes. Yeah. It was yesterday. Uh, and you know, we were both saying we're actually looking forward to Black Monday more than we are the Colts game because we just can't wrap our heads around the fact that this might actually be happening to where Marone and Caldwell come back. It's baffling to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a if if the Jags win on Sunday, it will be the weirdest. Six and ten season, ever. I mean, it would just from the second that Foles gets hurt, you know, even before that. If you go back to the preseason when no one played really, and there was all those questions going on, then right into the first game, Foles getting hurt. Then you have the Jalen thing. It was just like a domino effect before the season even started. And then you throw in Minshew mania and all that, all that craziness, and and you know, here we are. It's just, it was a weird weird season and it seems like the off season is going to be the exact same way i mean love or hate Minshew, franchise quarterback or not if it hadn't been for him and like just his attitude and the spark and the comments i mean just his interviews i mean if it went for him it would be like the worst season ever yeah that's true i mean it's like it's like they put the 2017 team in a wormhole and it came out different people looking different it's just like weird things happen like you said very strange Strange season. It might be a year you look back on and you're like, that year was weird. Like that was a yeah. weird anomaly of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think they beat the Colts? Absolutely. You think they do beat the Colts? <laughs> what are you looking at me for? God, what was that? I was looking at you because I was joking around last week. Like, still to like to right now, as mad as I am, as like frustrated as I am, as like wishing I 
loved another team every single Sunday, an hour before the game. I'm like, we can do this. I still have that hope. And then they crush it like majority of the time. So, yeah, I think we beat the Colts. I think they lose uh, because they are incredibly inefficient in the first half. And now Fournette is on the injury list, which he hasn't been all season. This is his first time. This is a chance he doesn't play. If that happens, it's over. I, just, I did miss that. What, what's yeah. the... Glad to see you're uh, keeping up with things <laughs> no, here. That's yeah. per usual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. yeah. Hey, I get my Jags information. Things haven't changed. I get our Jags information at <laughs> the podcast, too. I mean, No <laughs> way. Are you serious? Whoa, we should we, talk about happened? that. <laughs> that's major. That's true. But uh, I was talking with a buddy the other day about how um, I want to see more of like, what we have um, at the back of running back position. If you th- like, what are we going to do next year? Because I've been a proponent of bringing in a guy that can spell out Fournette on third down, a receiving threat. Although Fournette is one. I mean, most career he's receptions in a season for him. But as far as a guy that, like, when he comes into the game, the defense kind of is like, okay, change of pace. Yeah, yeah. So is Raquel Armstead that guy, or do we need to go out and get somebody? So I think this could be a good game to kind of feel that out a little bit and kind of see where we're at. So that could be a – I'm trying to say – we're trying to say positive. I'm trying to say positive. Yeah. I've – it's it's real easy to get negative on the team this year. Uh, to me saying they're going to lose on Sunday, it, I don't even see that. No, no, no. I mean, no. That's not a negative yeah, take. For sure. I, I just think, you know, the Colts have the better players right now, and I think they're going to win. I agree 100%. You know? I yeah. think the Colts win. I don't think the Jaggers win. And I think it's good because our draft position will right. be improved. So Absolutely. I think we're good there. Have you guys watched the Colts play in the past couple of weeks? Yeah, they, not just the past couple, but they've, I mean, they've been on a nosedive for yeah, sure. I mean, Brissette, I mean, but have you watched, you watched the Jags, the Jags play? last couple of weeks? I, th- I have, but I'm just saying it's kind of a toss-up at this point. Brissette's yeah. kind of tanking now. Yeah. I mean, he's come like what everybody expected him to be. So, I mean, I think we have a chance. I'll say that if Fournette doesn't play, we don't have a chance. I mean, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, okay. he's, he's been kind of our... Because Jason just mentioned Armstead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think he's anything at all. Yeah, but week 17... You throw out a backup running back out there. I don't think that changes the game that much. Two teams that aren't making the playoffs that are kind of going the same direction. You throw out Raquel Armstead instead of Leonard Fournette. You never know. Like, Listen, Leonard Fournette, he's he's the leading he receiver. Is, he is. And he's, yeah. he's yards from scrimmage. He's he's a monster. Mm-hmm. He's their offense right now. He's every he, player, he's, yeah. Not to mention, he has improved greatly in in uh, pass pro. So I mean, it's he's picking up blitzes like crazy. You you put Armstead in there, it doesn't do that. It's just going to make um, Minshew's job that much harder. Well, he's the replacement for the tight end we don't have. He's the dump off guy. Like any play that doesn't work, it's either Minshew runs or he looks for Fournette. And if he's not there, that's trouble for sure. Right. Did y'all see uh, Dallas Got- Goddard against the Cowboys? All what he did, we could no. we could have drafted him, right? Yeah, no, we could have drafted any tight in that draft. <laughs> we could have for sure. But maybe somebody mentioned that. I think. Can, well, I, can I ask you all a question that's totally off off subject right now? I mean, it kind of is. Kind please, of is but it's, it, it's already you, depressing. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned arms, and everyone was has been talking about this past year's draft and how great it was, and it's gonna save call. Maybe that's why it's saving Caldwell's job or whatever. Is it? Is it that great? It's not. Honestly? Well, Minshew's good. That's the Maybe. only thing. No, uh, no. Is he, though? Minshew, I think Minshew's good. I mean, I think he's a good quarterback. Is he a good starting quarterback or a I good think backup he could quarterback? Be. I think if he could be. If Minshew was drafted in the first round, what would be your take on him? He, I think he'd be doing pretty well. I mean, he's doing about as well as every other rookie quarterback that was drafted. I mean, he's doing better than everyone. I would say Kyler Murray is probably the only person that's really outperforming him. And, I mean, it's... Uh, and he's on a way worse team, the Jaguars. The offensive okay. line is pathetic. There's no offensive weapons around him. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying, like, that means it's hard like, to evaluate off him at this year. Like, eight, he eight, could yeah. not be. He could be. Yeah. It's hard to evaluate him. But yeah. he's definitely shown that he has tools to be good. Well, since yeah. you're, you're going down that tangent, do you th- think DC had anything to do with drafting him? 
I mean, I think he had a piece in drafting everybody. I mean, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, it's you know, it's hard to know. I mean, I there's rumors whoever, that whoever the West there's rumors that Coughlin didn't, like, didn't want um, Lamar Jackson and Caldwell did, but you don't know what's true. You never will know. It's just you never know. You never know what's who. To, but even beyond that, you know, besides the first two picks, obviously Josh Allen was a huge home run. Jawan Taylor as well. Um, but you know, you're supposed to hit in the first and second round, especially when you draft as high as they did and continue to do every single year. But beyond that, Josh Oliver hurt all year. Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams benched yeah. more than once. Yeah, no, he turned still, out to be not be good. I still, <laughs> I still like Quincy. He could kill somebody at some point. Nah, he, he's the guy that the scouts had him pegged as is not yeah. even on the radar. I right. Think. I mean, he's... Have you yeah. seen that highlight reel, though? The, the, the one he made? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I think Josh Allen, Jawan Taylor, look, if you're picking outside of 10... To me, it's a coin flip whether your guy's going to be good or not, even in today's day and age. Like, no matter where you're picking, look, you look at guys like Taven Bryan, everyone that was drafted around Taven Bryan, we were, we'd analyzed a lot of guys in that draft. And, you know, half of them were bums and half of them ended up being pretty good, you know? And it's, I, I would agree with that unless somebody has dropped to like the end of the first round who was an absolute college stud. And we have this, this decision making that we're not going to go outside the box whatsoever. We're not going to take a flyer on anybody at that point. And like Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. I mean, dude, take him. Well, they took Taven. They took Taven Bryan. I mean, he's a great I mean, choice. He was projected high, is what I'm saying. So he's a guy that the best able player to them was him, which is why they did it. But they should have taken another someone else. For and I sure. think that's why Tom Coughlin's gone on top of the whole player association thing. I mean, I think that pick alone. I think that that's telling. I think that he had a lot to say in that. He went old school. He went big body, and he could have taken somebody who's changing football at the moment as far as how he's playing. All right, so James, let me ask you a question. So we uh, this this year was a career low for me as far as games attended yeah. um, as a Jaguar. So you you have season tickets. What you've access to season tickets, right? What what about you? How many games did you attend? Was it same? Like where were you at? Like what was your allegiance to the team based on their play? Uh, attendance in games was about the same. I think I went to four, five, four, I think sounds like the good number. Um, but here's where it changed for me because when I, when I'm not at the game, when I'm at home, I watch, I mean, the Gus Bradley three and 13 year watched every snap the entire season. I found myself being very apathetic this year towards the team. I would have it on, especially obviously towards the end of the year. And I was just, this is boring. I'm wasting my time. I'm going to go do something else. I keep the game on, but I'd go to other parts of the house if I had something to work on or this or that. And it just, I just didn't care, which, yeah. which was a terrible feeling. I don't like feeling that way. Win or lose, you know, we're fans, but this, I'm, I promise you, this is the first year ever where I felt like that. I was like, this is, this is a waste of my time. I feel like I'm an idiot watching this to an extent. That's the same thing. I mean, I, I think there's been a record number of games that at halftime, I decided to do something else and never before is that the case. Cause that's like my, my time. You know, I'm like, Hey, I've got this locked in, you know, kids are watching the boys are watching and I'd be like, Hey guys, let's go outside and do something productive. I mean, like throw the football, not yeah. watch this. I mean, it, it's been bad. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, I think all of us Sundays at one o'clock, whenever they get like, that is where we're trying to get to through, through the week. It's just yeah. give me to Sunday at one o'clock on my couch or wherever it is to watch this game. And there were weeks where I was like, Oh, right. The Jack, who are they playing again? You know I mean? It was just a, I don't know. Very, very apathetic. Yeah, it kind of seemed like the players didn't care toward the end of the year. Um, so I didn't really care. And when the news of Tom Coughlin came out and everything started coming out, and that kind of was like a like a, a storm of like 
news and with the NFLPA and all that stuff that came out. When that came out, I was like, man, there's been so much going on with this team behind the scenes that we had no idea about. And no one did. And right. we, you know, we, and Joey and me talked about it last week. It's like, man, we've had, this is a hundredth, our hundredth episode. And we had all of these takes, every podcast, every reporter, every, for every station, everywhere. None of us knew how bad it was with Tom Coughlin. And like, if we had known that, maybe we would have looked at it a little differently. But it goes to show that you still know what's going on. And then now I feel like the players that Tom Coughlin's gone, they're playing now and they're coming out and they're saying like, things and they're like ready to go and amped up so hopefully this is like a turning point for the team for me and you know i i do trust con to make the right decision here so let me ask you i'm gonna tease this for the break okay right. this is a break I, teaser i'd actually like to answer that question or kind of trail off fine joey go ahead go I, ahead get it in great get it in sorry james <laughs> that was a great lead in to because this is why i don't do the show anymore <laughs> exactly. right here i've pushed them out guys see you at 200 <laughs> Jason didn't even tell me he was coming tonight, man. Um, no, I, I've said that I think DC and Marone are going to stay. I, I, I believe that. But the, the one thing in the back of my head that I have a problem with is that Shad Khan is like the ultimate businessman. And you talk about ticket sales. Like, it's not just us in this room. Like, people at work, like, there are not people going, they're not going to the games next year if things stay the same. So he, him being that good of a businessman, how can he think what he's doing right now going to sell tickets i mean this doesn't add up so that that that's the point I well let's make it i want to get into shot con a little bit um so let's take a quick break and we'll get into shot con a little bit more we'll, we'll see if it really is about ticket sales like joey says or is there something more there so um sit tight um we'll be right back after this quick break all right welcome back to another jags podcast episode 100 make sure to follow us on twitter at another jags pod instagram another jags pod on YouTube, also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we may put this video up. We may not. Depends on James if he wants to or not. It's up to him. We'll find out later. This red could shirt. be up. Uh, go ahead. What, do you, what do you got, Joey? Go ahead. Uh, red go ahead. shirt. Red so shirt. He's wearing, he's wearing a nice, yeah. nice red shirt. Red shirt. I guess he, he forgot this was a Jaguars podcast. Right. Uh, it's been a while. It's, it's been, a, been a minute. This uh, is my shirt of protest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, make sure to uh, check all that out. Uh, we we put a pin in the in the break there talking about Shad Khan because I actually have some thoughts on Shad Khan. Um, but before, can I, can I say are they the opposite of mine? No, they're just different. Okay. They're just different. Yeah, I, I wasn't really sure what yours was to be honest. I, 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 no, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Joey looked at me like, wasn't that profound? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Dude, he's he's an ultimate businessman. He wants to make money, and he's making a decision that is not making any fan happy to go to a game next year or buy anything or, or anything about it. Just to make any sense. Yeah, I think. Um, so the point is, it doesn't make sense. It, it does not make <laughs> sense. It doesn't. That's a groundbreaking point, right there. <laughs> I, I think what you're saying is keeping like Marone and Caldwell doesn't make sense, right? It does not. Yeah, so I, I agree. But um, I, I think, think that was my point, like my opening statement of the, of the episode tonight. <laughs> but mine was that I'm the opposite of that I called it that they are keeping him, but it doesn't make sense to me why he is. So even, why even why is. why are why did you call that? You just because the Jags are so crazy that I think. I think that Khan likes Marone and I think that he feels like he hasn't gotten, you know, a good chance to actually coach the team. But more importantly, I think that we can't get anybody better. Okay. And I think he realizes that. That could be a solid point. I actually haven't thought about is maybe the potential of getting a new coach, but you could get an offensive coach, which would help the ticket sales. Like you're saying, you know, bring people in. L look, if we're being honest, the average fan who's going to the game, 
probably doesn't know who the GM is. If you think about it, the Irish Jag fans buying apparel. If you've been to a game, you know for a fact <laughs> yeah, they don't know who exactly. the GM is. Yeah, so they hardly know who the quarterback is. Really, all they're looking at is at least wins. In section four hundred nine is <laughs> wins and losses. Uh, that's all. Like, if they win, they're happy. If they lose, they're sad. And basically, that's all the average fan is going off of. We forget that sometimes because we actually. Um, do research and educate ourselves on the ins and outs of the team because we're that dedicated. Absolutely. Um, well, some of us. <laughs> Leonard Fournette's not playing? <laughs> Who's Taven Bryan? <laughs> He's playing. People still to this day are like, oh, the guy doesn't he didn't know who Taven Bryan was. <laughs> and I'm a Gator fan. And he sucks. <laughs> There's a reason I know he was because he didn't make a play in college either. Yeah, well, uh, and but look, here's, here's my overarching point, and I want to get James' thought on this because he's not here very often, so I want him to comment. I, I, do you think the fans and the fan base is being a little too harsh on the cons considering at any moment the cons could just get up and leave Jacksonville? Like, do you think we as fans should be a little more sensitive to the way that we're um, approaching the cons ownership? You mean, should we be scared of them? Should we maybe not be calling them liars and, 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 and like, you know, uh, Big Cat Country had an article saying that when he said this was the best decision or this is the best thing they did, that they... They were lying, and then they weren't telling the truth. They're being dishonest. Is that a little harsh for guys that are could have gone anywhere in the country to put this team and decide to keep it here in this city? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I haven't read I haven't read that article or know all the statements, but I think it's okay for fans to be angry because listen, it's we haven't had, we've had one anomaly of a winning season, and that's and that's it in the last I don't know decade, and. Here's what I just keep thinking. There are a couple things. One, Khan's worst decision of this entire season was when he came out in that interview and talked about the Jaguar fans not being football hungry and passionate or whatever because we're not coming to the stadium or, you know, something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Because I just, I've never seen that work. I've never seen that be a benefit to the fans or the ownership when ownership looks at fans because fans at the end of the day are customers. We are, we are consumers buying the product that you own. And if you can't be mad at people for not putting their hard earned money towards something that is not successful, that doesn't work. And when you then also go so far as to say, well, we're not going to change anything. You know, that, that just makes it even worse. And this is what I thought. And we, we joke about this, and maybe you still do on, on the podcast a lot, but what I thought about when Cod said that about fans not coming out was, wait a second, you took, and I'm serious about this, this isn't joking, you took one of the best places in the stadium to watch the game, right, as a fan, <laughs> the experience, and you did a money grab to put money in your pocket and took a view, the, the viewing pleasure away from fans. Like, how can you say that? You don't come. Are, are y'all, did y'all say the same thing? No, no this no, is but gold. Saying, like, you had to bring it back. This right? is gold. You, yeah. you made a dog part in the stadium, and then you're going to tell fans, how dare you not come when you're making no, millions no. off that spot? That was, I'm <laughs> not a dog park. I'm not kidding you. Y'all are laughing, but I'm not a dog a, park on the ground floor. One no, of the dogs have to go all the yeah, way to the top. Listen, J- J- we, Jason and I would see each other at that spot almost every game, yeah. and it was the best place to watch. It, it, it was a nice breeze. It was shaded. It was, it was like very festive. People were just hanging out. It was very chill. And he took that away. He did. He took it away for money in his pocket and then has the audacity to tell fans, how dare you not come out? And enjoy this. 
You know, and yeah. so that, that I, I thought that honestly, like you can't say that. And, and then also when he became the owner, I don't ever remember a single Jaguar fan saying, man, I would love to go to the games if only they had a pool. You know what I mean? Like he did all these amenities and stuff for his sake. What Jaguar fans wanted was to win. And he has yet to do that as an owner. As a matter of fact, his record as an owner is terrible. It's way worse than the Weavers. So does he care about winning or not? I think to your point, he's the ultimate businessman. Sure. And, you know, there's so much that you can read into with Caldwell and Marone saying, which, by the way, is not in concrete yet. That's it's it's a, it's a bit speculation right now. Uh, it's a lot of speculation. It sounds like it's going to happen, but no one really knows. But if they stay, what that tells me is that Coughlin was doing everything. Which I think we've said that. But I mean, like everything. I think he he was doing the game planning. He was telling them how many how many uh, pass plays to have in the game, which defense to run. I mean, he, it would have to be because otherwise someone would have to go. And so if no one else is going except for him, well, then that means you're putting all of the blame on everything that happened on one guy, which for me, as much as you want to talk about Coughlin being a control freak, that seems to be a bit far-fetched. It's an easy out. Right. I don't know, though, because I, we talked about how the only way you could bring in Tom Coughlin as the executive vice president and still keep Caldwell is by saying Coughlin has control over everything. Like, how else can you keep both of them? You, you couldn't. You couldn't take someone who's doing that job and keep them and put someone over them without demoting them. So you would have to say that Coughlin was doing everything, and I think he was. And I think Khan is a businessman, but I think he knows that even more than pools and even more than dog parks, winning brings in more revenue than those things. Right. And I think he knows that, and he's trying to win. I think what you could I don't think he, I don't think you can say he's not trying to win. I think you could accuse him of not being good at winning because he hasn't shown he can win in, in the Premier League and he hasn't shown he can win here. But I don't think you can say he's not dedicated to winning. And honestly, if any one of us were the owner, when they, when they hired Tom Coughlin, we would have made the same move. Tom Coughlin said he wanted to come back. All the Jags fans were clamoring for Tom Coughlin. No, he, he was the it. answer. He was going to fix this team. Disciplinarian. Too many people. Too many penalties. All this stuff. Off the field issues. And then we were like, Tom Coughlin's going to clean it up. We would all made that same move. Yeah. And I don't think Khan's not trying to win. I think he turned the whole organization over to Coughlin. And Coughlin did a terrible job with it. And I think we're being a little too harsh on Khan. Because Khan, it's not like he only cares about money. I think he's just trying to do what's best for the team, and those decisions haven't been what's best I for mean, the team. Khan's not like that garbage owner that won't spend money. I mean, he's obviously dumped a lot of money into it. He's gotten a lot from the city, but I mean, he'll, he'll go out and get a player and overspend for him just to, to make him better, the team better, or whatever. But I do think TC was a huge problem, and I think we are speculating a lot. But if I, one thing I have done is listen to all of Doug Marone's press conferences like since that time frame. He's a completely different guy as far as what he's saying, how he's saying it. He was under, he was handcuffed, man. It was obvious. And now he's like, this is my shot. I still want to be here. I mean, he must cries every single press conference. I think he couldn't do anything that he wanted to do. I think he had to play like the good cop to his, the Coughlin's bad cop. The, the whole thing with the preseason practices, like you mentioned, like not doing all the stuff he used to do. I think he, it was so locked down and difficult. He was like, listen, I can't be that guy too. I've got to back off. So, James, do you think the Jags – you kind of already said they shouldn't keep Marone. Do you, think, do you think he's gotten a fair shot here in Jacksonville as the coach? No, I don't at all. 
Um, it, it would be an un, it would be unfortunate for him to be let go because I don't think he's gotten a fair shot, at least not the last two or three years. Um, but I also know this. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, we bring Caldwell back and we bring uh, Marone back and expect something different, you know, are we going to get something different? Are we going to get the exact same thing? And also, we have two first-round picks next year. Good first-round picks. Do we, do you, I'll, I'll put it back on you, Jason. Do you trust Caldwell to make those picks? I do. I do trust Caldwell to make the picks. Um, I think Caldwell has shown he is a good drafter. And to be honest with you, I think Coughlin has been making the last couple first-round picks and second-round picks and really all the picks. Um, but I do think Caldwell is an, a good uh, scouter. Knows how to go out there and find diamonds in the rough. He does it over and over and over again. Another concern for me is who are you going to go out and get to make the picks? Like You're not going to get a top-tier guy because those guys aren't looking for jobs. You know, the only guy out there that would be like, okay, that makes sense to me as an upgrade over Caldwell would be like Daniel Jeremiah. And there's no real evidence that he's looking to do that job. But he would be the only guy. And, you know, and then even... It's interesting. I like that. Because... Yeah, Jeremiah you, was definitely what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, if you get a guy... But if he's not available... Yeah, I'm sure. If, <laughs> if he's not available, you're, there's no one else out there. Like, oh, like he, oh, he was the vice president to this guy. Or he was the assistant to this guy. Like, you don't have a sure thing making those picks. Yeah, okay. Let, let me say this. If... Let's say you could... Because you could say the same thing about Marone. Well, who are you going to get to replace him? Who's out there? But if, if Marone was out there... And we were looking for a new coach. Would you go Marone? No. See, I mean, so yeah. like it kind of works both ways. Yeah, yeah. It, but I, but I'm, I'm looking at GMs differently than coaches because coaches you can kind of have a a good track record of you know Marone's been two places. There's no GMs out there with a good track record that track record that are available. That's yeah. I just think coaches and GMs are a little different. But um, that's the thing that they either both stay or they both go though. I mean, you can't keep Marone fire DC and then no, no. Manager. You, can't, you, you can't, can't do that. You can't so keep Marone unless you keep Caldwell. You can, I think you keep Caldwell, not Marone though. You could do that, but yeah, no, yeah. I don't think anybody is going to do that. I mean, I think if I don't anything, know. you're keeping them both because you think Marone has a shot at doing things his way and being productive. Or you think that he's the best we're going to get at that position and give him another year. If it tanks, we get, Trevor Lawrence, and then you go looking for your other guys. Yeah, possibility. I mean, because I mean, is he gonna is he gonna win more games next year, Maroon, with this team? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, I think that's part of it too. Is you know, there it's gonna What's be over under on six. I think they're looking at saying you're gonna be hard pressed to find a GM and a coach to come in that where you're saying, hey, Foles is the guy for at least another. You got it. So ride it out. See what you got yeah. with him. Yep. Because um, I'm going to go on record saying now in late December that I think Foles is week one starter uh, right. going into next year. Without a doubt. Yeah. And so um, they're, that's their guy. So take him. Let's, let's build in the draft, offensive line, defensive line, whatever you know, your prerogative for that is. And then if and when it doesn't work, uh, you know, that's when you clean house and bring someone and say, all right, bring in your, your quarterback. This is your, this is your show. So throwing that out there. Obviously, diehard Jagged fans. Let's say they keep both of them. We roll with what we got at quarterback. They make some decisions, pick up some guys, and we get, what, three picks in the top 40. So, obviously, we can get some young talent. We tank next year. Would you guys be upset with that? I, I would need a little more explanation on, on 
tanking okay, next year. Win three to six games. What, what are you, you going to do? Tell the team to only win three to six games? That doesn't happen. Anything. I'm saying if it does happen, like three to six games. Same if that happens, then you're in a great spot, like James okay, said. Okay, exactly. You're, so yeah. you upset? No. No, but there's no guarantee that it happens. Well, I'll say this, actually. Uh, it's the silver lining to me if that happens, but I'm... I was watching the Raiders game, um, actually going back to the, we were talking about earlier about not really caring. I watched the whole game thinking whatever, you know, they're up, they're going to, here we go. We're going to lose again. And was at the dinner table with the TV on the, on mute when they went ahead and I was like, Oh, what do you know? But I, you know, that week really showed me, I mean, and this is going to sound probably stupid, but winning is better than losing. You know, <laughs> winning yeah. is better than losing yes. all the time. It is what makes, it is what changes a franchise. Losing does not change a franchise, even if it means a higher draft pick. We want to win next year. We want to win this Sunday against the Colts. That is what is going to change the team. Uh, does it set you up better in the draft? No, but frankly, I'm tired of picking in the top 10. Let's win next year. I, I'm not hoping the Jags go out and tank for Trevor Lawrence, actually. I, I want them to win. I want them to win 10 games or what I'm not. I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to sniff that. But, um, you know, that's that's my hope is, is that they win. Now, uh, the silver lining is when they don't, they'll have a great draft pick. And it, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or someone else, you know, I mean, there's there could very well be a quarterback change in two years. I mean, the problem with that is we have so many needs. And you look at a team like San Francisco who, you know, they went out, they got Jimmy G, he got hurt. They had a horrible season. And then they, they get Bosa, they bring in a new GM, they're healthy, and they're the team to beat, or one of them at the moment. So I, I don't think we fix things next year, honestly. I think we go in next year with the attitude of what happens, happens. We've got some good young talent we're going to get in the draft. They're not going to be ready to be dominant players next year. And then we go on to the year after and hopefully get Trevor Lawrence and yeah, I mean, from it, there. It's not going to be a pretty season next year. There's just way too many holes to fill. Not just in the draft, but in free agency. And I don't, I mean, yeah, we're going to dump a lot of, of salaries and we'll have money to spend. But I, that's another thing. Like, I'm just so tired of spending in free agency because it puts you in a hole. And that's you, what ha- now. you overpay in free agency. Yes, what you, do. you do. It's the nature of yeah. it. You have to. I mean, but it's funny. I like the 49ers a lot because they're a case study of what the Jaguars could be with different management and different coaching. They draft a D-line every single year. They went out and got someone else's backup quarterback for a lot of money. They tried to build through the draft. They're, they're, they're us, but they have an offensive-minded coach, and they have a GM that's more of a player's guy. And they've done the complete opposite of what the Jags have done. And they were even on the projection that we were on, if you think about it, the year we went to the AFC Championship game. They won, what, three games, right? They, they Garoppolo towards ACL, but he was showing promise the season before, and they've been on the same trajectory as us, and they're what a team looks like that's done it the right way. And they're dominating the NFC, and we're an AFC bottom feeder. Yeah. So yeah, I think it does come down to personnel and coaches and things like that and GMs, but um, I don't think we're far away. I don't think we need a total rebuild. That's why I'm not a fan of 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 tanking you know i never like tanking rarely does tanking work out i mean I'm, I'm not everyone that. points to the colts when when they got andrew luck i mean that's right. that's one of the very few times they were a playoff team one bad year back to playoffs like that does not happen very I, often. I shouldn't have used that like a plan uh, tanking's the wrong word for it. i'm saying if that happens it won't be the worst thing in the world because of what we'll be able to obtain i mean look at the dolphins this year and uh, yeah they're like a feel-good story you got a bunch of guys that probably won't be in the nfl next year for the most part they play hard. They got a coach that's got them motivated, but I mean, they're hurting themselves by winning this year. I mean, I don't want that. So, are you rooting for the Colts on Sunday? Eh, I mean, it's really not going to affect our draft pick that much. We still got three in the top forty, so 
I would never root for the Colts, James, first of all. I, I think I, <laughs> that's true. I, mean, I, I should have said, are you rooting for the Jags to lose? I, I'm not, but if they lose, I won't be upset. It's a difference between picking possibly fifth to also possibly 10th, I think. Yeah. It gets that much of a swing. Yeah. If they win, I'll be happy because I'm a Jags fan. If they lose, I'll be happy because we get a better draft pick. So, I mean, I guess that is what All it right, is. Well, let's, put, let's put a pin in it there. Um, we'll talk about what you think the Jaguars need to draft and we'll talk about what you think should play out in the offseason um, a little bit more. Um, we're going to take a break. Um, this is going to be the end of part one. We'll come out with part two. We'll put out the rest of this conversation out in a couple days. So make sure to stay tuned to that. Um, so don't worry. James will be back in a couple days, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 100. We're going to come back with episode 100 and a half here in a couple days. All right. Uh, make sure to follow, like, subscribe. You know everything that we do. Um, and we'll see you in a couple days.